Hon ishte ari is kultin in kollastoit builden raktas builden doilas den shanat agas akoje iliok ta firkin fochuru gelerte de orasnuktron agas harkan amakhan hin agas erkan mavan kele saifin farim firkin fochuru gelere agas akohoire he or in a special fight your in the plinisha, the carnivoructron of Hervish Jars, not the Gail Harlar. Etonishte, ministers, members of the Eroctus, distinguished guests, members of the Council of State, and particularly, above all else, the people we honour this evening are guests of honour, the recipients of this year's Presidential Distinguished Service Award for the Irish Abroad. I think that you are almost welcome. May I especially welcome those who have travelled distances to be with us. 117 years ago, James Connolly, Seamus O'Connilla, one of our finest patriots, wrote words which still ring through the generations to us today. Ireland, without our people, is nothing to me. More than any other leader of our revolutionary generation, he, as a migrant, understood that our nation should be defined less in terms of territory or geography and very much more in terms of a people, a people bound together by a shared culture and heritage, a language, a consciousness of shared historical experience, all of which together should contribute in our potentially finer moments to a commitment to building a more humane and a more just society. Such a commitment, dear friends, is exemplified by the achievements of our honoured guests this evening, and that is why we are assembled here this evening to honour and pay tribute to their work. And for you, will meet Balianshaw, August Rislium Lob, August Gan Buikas Lob, as Acton Mita Tajantaka, Derin, Akasakohirehe, Neherini Harlar. The Presidential Distinguished Service Award for the Irish Abroad is an opportunity for us to recognise those who have, as you will hear, through dedication and tireless work, extended the boundaries of human knowledge, fostered peace where there was none, elevated the standing and reputation of Irish people throughout the world, and demonstrated through their practical actions an inspirational solidarity and compassion for others, made such a special contribution as it has, continues to exemplify what I have referred to already as the very best of Irishness, a humane cosmopolitanism, one that is powerfully moral in the sense of Immanuel Kant. Is mean lam foishare, rev nihawan, the fight churi than carn, vir unuctronum hervish justin and the goil harlar, or rev a muinter, cas a cojicum agasta sisum, or hash the right maragurt me agiv acker more leve linenacht. I do also want to welcome not just our guests of honours, the recipients of the Presidential Distinguished Service Awards, but very much their family and friends who have come to share this experience with them. I know that many of you will have travelled a great distance, as I've said already, and you are so welcome in the home of the President or Sinutron. And we also remember, too, uh, those who cannot be with us tonight. As 2017 moves to a close, it is worth reflecting on the great changes which are now underway, both globally and here at home. For all those of us who consider themselves part of the Irish nation, the commemoration of the Easter Rising of 1916 last year 
brought an important reflection that has led to renewed pride and interest in the greater and deeper understanding of our history, one that encourages a confidence of our place among the nations of the world and our responsibilities and awareness that there is much which must still be done to truly vindicate the promises of our revolutionary decade. We took steps towards an inclusive version of our history, engaging as we did in the task of ethical remembering, a task which will be even more challenging, I suggest, in the coming years. One of the achievements we made in last year, I think, was we remember the contribution of women and their role in both the revival movement and in the founding moments of our state. We meet now at a time that is one again of profound change, not least change for our, in our, for our nearest neighbour. And great challenges await in the coming decades. And I must say in that, I so wish the Tonish there were uh, in his new responsibilities and indeed the ones he already uh, has undertaken. But we're now being confronted with the consequences as well, I think, at global level, the consequences of our economic and behavioural models on the global temperature, consequences that, which will grow ever more serious. And we're challenged to make as well a new pattern of trade that can take account of demographic changes, achieve a new sustainable vision of development, and help what is only the beginning of the end of the recurring appalling cycles of global poverty and crisis. We Irish as a migratory people, and more than that, perhaps more than other people, we must be aware of the deep moral imperative of welcoming those fleeing war, persecution, famine and natural disasters. These challenges will test us all, and today, in recognising and celebrating the best of our Irish contribution to Irish communities abroad and at home, and to the global community, we're given examples, sampling, of the moral, mental and material resources that are available, and that we, as a diasporic people, can bring to bear in fruition. Now, more than ever, the compassion, empathy and generosity of spirit so characteristic of Irish people in our better moments, and displayed by all of our awardees here today, is necessary if we are to meet the challenges I have mentioned. These values have been given an inspiring expression, for example, in the work of the indefatigable Mary T. Murphy, who has spent her life caring and supporting those afflicted by illness, drought, conflict and poverty. Some of our recipients this evening are working with the continent of Africa foregrounded in their work. A continent that carries many of the several consequences of the most severe consequences of global warming. A continent that by 2050 will have 26% of the global population of the planet and 38% of the young people of the planet. It was my honour to visit Mary and Gambella in Ethiopia in November in November 2014, and I had the opportunity to see at first hand the impact of her tireless work with those fleeing famine, persecution and war. Her dedication of her life's work to helping people on the continent of Africa, in the Democratic Republic of Congo, in Sierra Leone, in Burundi, in Ethiopia, is a testament to the best of the humanitarian spirit. And it is humbling to consider the influence that I know that Mary's work has had on so many people. 
another of today's awardees, who has also had an enormous impact on the lives of people living in Africa, and will continue even more so to have an impact, is Dr William Campbell. In 2015, Dr Campbell became the first Irish-born scientist to win the Nobel Prize for Medicine. In recognition of his discovery of Vermectin, the derivatives of which are used to treat two of the world's most damaging parasitic diseases. As a result of his pioneering research, river blindness has been almost eradicated, while the spread of lymphatic filariasis has been significantly reduced, positively impacting on the lives of millions of people. And Dr Campbell's Nobel lecture, which I read, <coughs> was so impressive particularly to scholars, as it spoke of the process of discovery involved, and it is truly an example of the best of modern science, simple in its origins, multidisciplinary in its development, and universal and generous in its impact. Our connection with Irish America and its influence on our history and historical scholarship cannot ever be overestimated. In present-day Ireland, this continues, and in a, a unique contribution to post-conflict healing. In 1975, Dennis Mulcahy, a New York Police Department bomb disposal officer, founded Project Children. And over the course of 36 years, this project brought over 20,000 young people, Catholic and Protestant, from Northern Ireland, to engage and encounter each other in the safe environment of North America, and Mr. Mulcahy has justly been a nominee for the Nobel Peace Prize. <coughs> Mr. Mulcahy's Project Children and the hundreds of families who, are support, who supported the hosting of thousands of children from Northern Ireland during the Troubles were the subject of a recent documentary, How to Defuse a Bomb, the Project Children's Story, narrated by another of today's recipients, Mr. Liam Neeson, who unfortunately his schedule didn't allow him to be with us this evening. Liam Neeson, of course, himself has made an enormous contribution as a voice for Ireland on the global stage of international entertainment and through his support for the Lyric Theatre in Belfast, where he started his career, and the new Irish Arts Centre in New York, where he now lives and has played a vital role in Irish culture, both at home and abroad. Indeed, one of the televisual highlights of last year's commemorations was the historical documentary in 1916, with which Liam was centrally involved. Another representative of Irish America being honoured this evening is Patricia Harty. Patricia co-founded the Irish America magazine in 1985, which has, since its inception, become a powerful voice on a range of political, economic, social and cultural themes that are of importance to the Irish in America. I just want to say that voices and activists like Patricia are integral to maintaining the strength of relationship and feeling between Ireland and the United States, which has been and is so important to generations of Irish people at home and abroad. Our post-Brexit circumstances, if I might refer to them as that, have sharpened our gaze towards Asia long before, of course, we have had distinguished connections with Asia through such thinkers as Lafcadio Hearn, and tonight we celebrate our contemporary connections to Japan through a very special person, Hideki Memura, 
Although born and raised in Japan, has worked to promote Ireland for many years. He was instrumental in arranging the very first St. Patrick's Day Parade in Tokyo more than 25 years ago and has continued this work throughout Japan, which he carries out with this great affection for Ireland, Irish people and all things Irish. <clears throat> Our two countries, island nations, in turn at the periphery of Asian Europe, share not only a unique and ancient culture, but also what I believe is to be a future of infinite possibilities, which are exemplified by the work of Hideki Mamura. Coming nearer home to our nearest neighbour, between 1955 and 1960, a quarter of a million Irish people left as emigrants, approximately 50,000 a year. They went, women and men, mostly to Britain. Being honoured this evening is Jacqueline O'Donovan, a hugely respected and successful member of the Irish business community in London. Her pride in her Irish heritage and commitment to the Irish community has been reflected in all the work she has been doing and does with our community in London, including as executive board member of the Women's Irish Network. And with her typical Irish spirit, she has been a generous donor and sponsor. Her generosity has included the giving of a most precious resource, her own time to a number of Irish charities, including the Brent Irish Advisory Service, London Irish Centre, London Irish Film Festival, the Irish Youth Foundation, and the Irish Cultural Centre Hammersmith, and of course the St. Patrick's Day Parade in London. I have said that we are a migratory people, and continuing our migratory emphasis, another, Irish, another voice of the Irish in Britain is with us being honoured this evening. Because part of that wave of the 1950s is Bernard Canavan, an artist whose distinctive work addresses the economic and social experience of Irish migrants during the 20th century. Bernard Canavan has had a number of highly acclaimed exhibitions on these themes both in Ireland and London. I know that one of them was opened by Gareth O'Tuhig, a member of the Council of State, who spoke to me about how strong the images were. The themes <coughs> used in those exhibitions are intrinsic to our experience as a people. And through his art, writing and scholarship, including as an editor of the History Workshop Journal, Bernard has done so much to bring the experiences of what he, and we agree, is called the forgotten Irish in Britain into our collective consciousness. And it has been through works such as his, such as his visual art, that we're impelled to remember those who should never be forgotten, whose circumstances of origin and destination and are an essential thread in the tapestry of our history. To be forgotten, Paul Ricoeur wrote, is to die twice. There is then a vital moral significance to Bernard's art and I'm very pleased that the producers of the documentary on his life, currently being prepared, will give witness to the appreciation of the Irish people for his work that is expressed through the award he will receive this evening. There is hardly an adult on this island who will not recognise the name of General John de Chastelain, which is synonymous with the peace process in Northern Ireland and the tireless work of countless people to achieve that hard-won peace. General de Chastelain helped forge the Belfast Agreement, implemented the blueprint for peace on this island, signed on Good Friday 1998. We would not have achieved that historic agreement without the generous assistance received from our friends abroad, 
at crucial moments, and recent events have reinforced the centrality of the Good Friday Agreement to the future of our Ireland, and we must work as tirelessly today to maintain it as General de Chastelin and others did to achieve it. Professor Marion Elliott is another friend of the Irish peace process, particularly as a member of the International Peace Commission, the Opsal Commission, and was, she was, of course, co-author of its report, A Citizen's Inquiry. She was a co-founder of Irish Historians in Britain and the British Association for Irish Studies, as well as director of the Institute for Irish Studies at the University of Liverpool, of which I have the honour to be joint patron with His Royal Highness Prince Charles. She did so much to help establish Irish scholarship on Ireland in Great Britain, and she has been a, a pioneer of the pursuit of Irish studies in Britain. We are deeply indebted to her for that historical scholarship, a scholarship that has deepened our understanding of the role of religion in the history of the island, that illuminated the lives of Wolfe Tone and Robert Emmett, and which indicates the international dimension which sometimes get neglected, of the United Irishmen. May I take this opportunity as President of Ireland, Maruk Tronaherin, go and buik as la buil dan nesnathini araunik nathini shah. I want to take this opportunity of thanking the members of the high-level panel who deliberated on this year's Presidential Distinguished Service. Mr Niall Burgess, the Secretary-General of the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade, Mr. Martin Fraser, the Secretary-General, Department of the Taoiseach. Mr. Arthur Leary, the Secretary-General of my own office. Ms. Sally O'Neill Sanchez, President Declan Kybert, Father Bobby Gilmore, and Mr. Kingsley Aikens. I'm delighted to see so many of them. Taha Saram Gurib Wilshiv Lin Anacht. Agus Marfakal Square is mean la mawika sagwala gak in dinner. Dar vaichori than me da tajanta aki. Agus a tajan of agifos is a tajlano. Few an arakatas and girig. Quirinor guidaibre udur dir conhalye. Gamor la quiz is called cures coil neherin. Agus is kush broid agus inspirat shiver father. May I finally say I want to thank you again what I have just said in summary to thank each and every one of our award recipients for all that you have done and continue to do, the examples you have given. And here you are this evening with us in the darkness of winter. Your hard work in your respective homes has added to the reputation of our nation, and you are a source of pride and inspiration to us all. Thank you for that. Thank you all for being with us this evening.